I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Well, good morning, Basil. I'm so happy that you're willing to come on and be uh, visiting with the Lakota Link. And very much like to introduce an honored guest, Basil Braveheart, who um, is very well known. And I am so thankful that he was willing to come on to Lakota Link and visit with us. How are you doing today, Basil? I'm doing good. I've been processing a lot of phone calls over the last 24 hours, uh, the state of what's happening. But if I wasn't grounded, I would wait. But I feel grounded, and I feel energized to do this. Oh, good, good. So tell me, um, what would you like to share at this point? uh, You know, what do you think is so important that we need to learn about? Sandy, let me speak, take a few minutes and give uh, uh, the people that are listening a little bit of background on who I am because they're probably wondering where where I'm coming from, okay? Okay, sure. All right. Okay, I was born in 1933 um, here on a Pine Ridge Reservation, not very far from where I live right now. And I have over 100 grandchildren. I have two a girl and a boy, great-great-grandchildren. And I have many great-grandchildren and also grandchildren. So there's, there's over 100. And uh, my family is kind of like the rainbow. I got uh, Northern Cheyenne. I got Ojibwe. I got Hopi. I've got um, um, people from South America, grandchildren. So we're kind of like a rainbow tribe. And one one for children. One. Well, I think what I want to share is um, when I was six or seven years old, my grandma Lucy uh, taught me about uh, the values of the Lakota people. The values of the buffalo calf pipe that was bought by this sacred woman. And when she brought this chinupa, which we call the pipe, to the Kota people, she told them that we need to be 
prepared. Uh, we need to um, awaken to the values that we must live by. We are going to be approaching some challenging times. And one of the values she shared was, I'm going to say it in Lakota, and then I'm going to translate it. Wo-ki-dunza, which means forgiveness. Um, my translation would be that Woki means to awaken to our original primordial sacred gift of how we need to love our neighbors as ourself and to be kind and to be respectful with each other, but also to ritualize the heaviness of forgiving. Um, but also it is requiring us to lay this very difficult heaviness that we're carrying and enter into our center of divinity. And once you enter the center of divinity, you're going to move forward. That's what woke things I mean. Move forward to integrate the values that we've given us. And that is to become better than, to live with unconditional love, to be kind to yourself. And to me, that was a very powerful teaching that my grandma told me. And she said, you need to carry this very sacred gift of forgiveness because it's poison and it's too heavy. And if you don't, it's going to poison your mind, poison your heart and your spirit. And then she showed me the way of how I can live this Lakota way and to embrace some of the most prolific, very important, sacred ways. And that was, she said, I want you to know that we refer to our divine in this way. When we refer to the divine, we in Lakota is is stated this way Daku Translation something in sacred movement or vibration. That's the divine and also she said it is cosmological. This divine motion and movement 
is pervasive in the whole universe with no ending or no beginning. Also, it is infinite, which means no beginning, no end. But also, it is unnameable. And when I say everything, we use another term in Lakota called mitakuye yuha oyasi. It means we are related and connected to everything. So it will probably, if we refer to it using an English language, we'll probably say holistic paradigm. And paradigm will refer to the fabric of the universe. You know, once she talked like this, it blew me away because I have to say this. How did my grandma, who never went to school, never read a book, never spoke English, but lived in a divine way? How does she know all this? Because what I know now, since I'm a student of quantum physics, she was talking as like a physicist. But since then, I found out that the Lakota language is infused, I'm going to say it again, infused into what we call something in sacred motion with quantum physics. All the word quantum goes to the primary word called quanta, which means light spark of light. And she also said everything in the universe is light. And so she said that's why we refer to a woman like this. We are. And that means woman. And the translation for that in English is sacred, divine, feminine in motion. And so she said, when you look at the stars, those are your relatives. When you see a shooting star, that's the name of the divine woman who birthed us into this physical world. Birthed us into the physical world. But also, in our old Lakota tradition, the females of a relative who has passed, who's passing on, also ceremonialize that and that soul of your relative is birthed back into pure consciousness and consciousness simply means a knowing or being aware being aware that there is something more than just the motion something more than when you see a tree because she said a tree is like this what you don't see supports what you do see what an amazing metaphor what an amazing teaching so she was saying that we don't see the roots so was she saying the roots are like this divine motion was these roots that we don't see 
that holds us, embraces us, and also it's the eyes that we see, but are the same eyes as the divine sees us. Is this the sacred breath of the divine that we breathe every day? The breath in Lakota's translation will be Holy Spirit. But also he said the breath is all of our ancestors' breath, which are one with the divine. And so I, with this information, after his grandma told me much later, my grandma asked me, uh, what, are we, what we were learning at this Catholic school. So I told her, but before I get to that, I'm going to go back and tell you what she did every morning. When she got up, she said prayers, and she used sage or cedar, and she smudged. The Lakota word for smudging is azilia. So azilia means that when we take the sacred light, whether it be a match or a cigarette lighter or some other source, she says this fire or this light is sacred. And then when she puts the wood into the stove, that she's going to light and prepare a meal for us, she said, this wood is sacred. And she says, thank you. And each time. And then she takes water from the, from the bucket. We didn't have running water. And she poured this water in a pan. And as she was poured in her, she said, thank you for this sacred medicine. And then she will light the stove and say, thank you for these gifts. And the next thing she would do, if it was a nice day, she would go outside with a dipper of water, and she would sing a song. And she was singing this song. Later, I found out that she was singing a song to thank the universe for the song of creation, the song of divinity. And that's what universe really means. Una, one, verse. And now we know that the Hubble telescope that has a recorder on it recorded the song of the universe. That's right. So, yes. And so I'm going to say, how did she know that everything was singing? Because she said, when it rains, listen to the rain singing. When it snows, listen to the snow. And she said, when it snows, go out and put your palm out there and ask for the divine gift. And she said, what I mean by that is you can see snowflakes land on your palm of your hand. And if, you, if you're very attentive 
and very um, um, knowing that this is a divine gift, you're going to see some of the flakes that land on your palm of your hand before it melts in perfect symmetry. The water crystals in the water become congruent with the divine symmetry of the holographic principle of the universe. Again, I want to say, how was this grandma never read a book, never went to school, but she knew advanced quantum principles. And since then, I also found out that the Lakota language that's been researched and studied by scholars, linguistic scholars, and they studied at this point the Hawaiian language, the Celtic, the Mayan, and the fourth one was the Lakota. It blew me away when I read that. And what they found is that the Lakota language, as well as other three languages, I'm hope you can understand what I'm going to say. These languages use 140 sounds. So I'm going to ask you to, I'm not going to explain what that means. I want you to explore that, research that, and see what that means. And... So when we went to school, we entered the school. I went to school with my first language, Lakota. And then when I went to school, they said, you got to stop this language. It's primitive. Now you got to learn the English language. So that was a very challenging times because I can understand that they were trying to um, I didn't know at that time what they were doing later I knew so um, let me go back to what I what I said when I when I studied I think I did when she asked me what are you studying so one of the things I brought back and said she asked what kind of prayers you're doing so I said, well, let me talk to one they called the, our father. So um, at that time, when I came back and told her about the our father, and I, so I did the first part of our father. I said, our father who art in heaven. She said, stop. I want you to tell me what you just said in English. So I tried. And don't know if I su- succeed. I think I did. I said, our father, and I told her, I said, the, the, the uh, translation is, they're speaking and invoking the patriarchy. They're invoking the male God. And they also showed us pictures of a white man with gray hair holding a staff with a white gown. But she said, were there any women that were describing that prayer? I said, no. And she said, I'm not here to criticize their way. Don't ever do that. 
respect their prayer and the way it's said. And if you do that, eventually they will respect your way. So I also said, Our Father who art in heaven. So she said, Explain that to me. So I said, Who art? So we're saying this father, this male, is located somewhere which they describe as heaven. And I said, They described heaven in, 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 uh, in uh, some of our books that Indians go to a place called Happy Hunting Grounds. She said, that's their way of describing who we are. But again, that's not true. But what she said at that time, she said, I'm gonna do one more thing and we'll do this some more other time. So they're saying this thing that they call heaven, I try to explain to her, I said, it's a place where it's based on a a reward and punishment principle. And she said, what does that mean? So I told her, she said, no, we don't do that. She said, when the sun comes up, it shines on everything and everybody. It doesn't discriminate. So I can understand that. When they're sending someone who followed their rules, either they get rewarded, or if they don't follow the rules, they get punished. Because there are songs that our ancestors sang when the Lakotas were coming from the south to the Black Hills. And the eagle appeared to them and circled and said, I am your creator. And I am asking you to look and embrace the door to our divine nothing. It's not a place. It's pure consciousness. It's unnameable. It's infinite. But you move from your physical to the spirit. And she said, the door to the south, as far as you can see, to the north, as far as you can see, to the west, as far as you can see, and to the east, the eagle was saying that this is the door to your divine. Again, it wasn't, she didn't describe any gender. It was androgynous. But also, the original word for androgynous means non-duality. Non-duality describes it's not it's not a labeling of something, it's not this or that, it's not reward or punishment, it's not male or female, it's all one. And it goes to what I said earlier, mitakuye iyuha oyasin, means everything is together, everything is one. So we that's what I that's what I um that's what I heard her say. So I'm also recently been studying some Aramaic language, Aramaic language. And what she told me back there is true. Hmm. It's true that the universe sings. She said that, told me that in 1938. 
And she also told me that uh, everything is in oneness. Everything is connected and related. And she said, the way they're talking and the way they're praying, it looks like there was something that split somewhere in our history. She didn't she didn't say when and where that happened and I'm researching that. But on our next conversation I will go through my understanding of where with other scholars to make um, to make some statements and how I think it happened, and I'm open. I'm open for being corrected, but this is. I will talk about that the next time. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people, and if you did go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take care.